0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder My name's JD, who's here with me.
1: It's Michelle and I am here from Denver.
0: Michelle is on vacation and still checking in to record the gosh dang podcast, you guys. Give Michelle a round of applause. Are you applauding? Aww, were you doing so you in so a round much. fashion? Good for you. I,
1: I did that yesterday. because Michelle, look,
0: let's just cut the bullshit here, right? Nobody cares if we're talking about movies today. I saw that you went to Meow Wolf, and I need to know all about your experience immediately. Guys, if you don't know what Meow Wolf is, just do yourself a favor and Google Meow Wolf. I promise you it's the yeah. first link you're going to find. There's like It's a pretty specific fucking name tell I can us tell you all about, about it
1: meow wolf yes okay so here's the thing
0: is, i have been let me can i ask one quick question before you get going yes. i don't remember is the one in denver the one where they have the really fucking weird supermarket
1: <laughs> that's vegas
0: oh that's in vegas okay yeah. never mind. okay then. so
1: so there are five meow Wolfs. if you're not familiar with meow wolf uh they are i would say interactive art experiences uh, I came across the Vegas one as an advertisement on my Facebook. And Vegas is called Omega Mart. Yes. And in And it's a grocery store. But all the products are weird and everything's odd. And you open a freezer to look what's inside. And then suddenly there's just a tunnel and you can go through the tunnel. And now you're in this weird trippy world. Um so that's the one from Vegas and ever since I learned about that I've been obsessed with these there are 5 there is one in Denver which I went to today called Convergence Station I will get to later there is a second one in Denver that I will be going to this summer there is Omega Mart in Vegas which I am going to in May and there is a Santa Fe one that I wasn't able to go to last time I visited my friend Kristen in Albuquerque but I will what be going this fall <laughs> So uh, I will be going to four out of five Meow Wolves within the span of a year, and I'm very, very excited about it.
0: Yeah, I I found out about it when I went to Vegas uh, a couple of years ago, and I was pissed because I didn't know about it until I got to Vegas, and I didn't budget to be able to also go do that in addition to everything else I wanted to do. And now I just, like, I I kind of want to just go back to Vegas for no other reason than to go to the Omega Mart.
1: Uh, I have two things on my list when I go to Vegas because I'm going for business in May and it's the sphere, which I have intense thoughts about. Um, and then Omega Mart. And outside that I will do all the business things.
0: Have you, uh, have you ever been to nightmare toys in Vegas? Of
1: course I have. I love Nightmare Toys. Yeah, Yeah, I love Nightmare Toys. Are you aware that Um, Nightmare
0: Toys started as a small, small shop in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, or somewhere in Alabama, and then they moved out there? And our, I believe, mutual friend Jack Spade, who used to work for uh, radios here in Fargo, and I believe worked with Uncle Jeff at some point, uh, or me, I don't know. Anyway, he was was telling me all about it. I do,
1: because I went there with Jeff. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, oh, well, of course um, you did. Yeah. Why, what the uh, fuck?
1: Back to Meow Wolf. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. I did I did take a lot of pictures and a lot of videos, and I was going to send them to my husband because he couldn't come with. But then I realized I didn't want to send them to him because hopefully he'll be coming here in the summer with me. Um, and I just didn't want to spoil it because it was just my best friend Aaron and I walking through this place. We were there three hours. I had high expectations. It exceeded them so much more than I thought it would. It was way bigger than I thought it would. It was so much more than I thought it would be. And it also went against every instinct I have where you're at, we'll just say like, a, I don't want to say gallery, but like something and you're not supposed to touch things. And this is like, no, touch everything. Try every doorknob, push on the wall because maybe it will open. Interacting is weird. the weird
0: point. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interactive immersive art and I know a little bit but uh, I'm with you like I got to a point where I was like okay I don't want to know anything else about this until I get to just go do it Uh, and I'm very jealous uh, that you (laughs) got to do that today Uh, so that's been the final episode of We Watch Shudder until I also get to go to a, a Meow Wolf installation Michelle, get the fuck off my phone. Oh, okay, bye.
1: No, here's here's the thing. If there are listeners out there, because I know we have some international people, and also some people who just might never come to Denver. Honestly, if you want to know what. I took pictures of feel free to message the page on whichever way that you want I will let you live vicariously through me because I took a ton of pictures just for my own little personal album I would be happy to share them and it still doesn't even sum up an iota of what I experienced today I I would just walk in places and be like what the fuck am I looking at it it's just it seems like there's I don't want to say each room because it's not like that. It's not like you walk into a room, you look at the art, you leave. It's nothing like that. But I would say certain areas, there are definitely parts where it's like several people collaborated and made this gigantic, impossible thing. Like, I'll just say there's a glass castle. That was one of the most fantastic things I've seen in my life. Um, And clearly, that was a collaborative effort. But then there are others where it's like, oh, there's a door that I just found that I didn't know about. And I press on it and I go in and it's clearly like one person's vision and all of their art or whatever they're trying to get across. So it was... Fantastic. Um, I don't even want to compare it to like an art gallery because it's not that. It is unlike any other thing I've experienced. But it's also clearly put together by artists who have probably done a lot of drugs. And now, like, I wish I was an artistic person because I'm like, wow, you painted an apple blue. I never would have even thought about that. And that's how fascinated I am already. And then I go this thing, and I'm like, oh my god, you did so much stuff. How did you even think of this? It's great. Highly recommended.
0: Awesome. So uh, thank you for joining us for the inaugural edition of We Visit Meow Wolf. I hope you will uh, join us again for the next episode. (laughs) Uh, No, I just I I saw that you guys were going and I immediately I was like, I'm going to waste podcast time. I got to know. And these people need to know uh, uh, because if you again, if you don't know what Meow Wolf is, do enough research to get your head around what it is and then understand that you don't want to know anything else. And just yep. find an opportunity to do it. I'm, I'm dying to get back to any of them. So,
1: Yep. I'm well, excited to do four of them within a year. I'm just that's so excited. Four
0: of five. Even, four of five. Even, yeah.
1: It's just because I won't go to Texas. That's why I'm not doing the fifth. That's hold. fair. No, that's thank fair. you.
0: <laughs> Speaking of not going to Texas, there's yep. this movie we had to talk about today. Well, What's yeah. it called?
1: Um, History of Evil.
0: History of Evil is the name of the film of Evil. Uh, that we're yeah. talking about today. Uh, it's a, a new Shudder drop. Is it an original or an exclusive? It's an original. Yep. and Shudder original. History yep. of Evil. Uh, as is often the case, the plot summary on the Shudder website is a, a novel. It's a paragraph, and we don't truck with that. So, luckily, it's just a sentence on IMDb. Can you read that sentence, Michelle? Can you read, Michelle? I
1: can read. Thank fabulous. you for asking. I'm so happy to tell you about Meow Wolf and the fact that I can read. Beautiful. Uh, so, the sentence from IMDb. A family on the run from a corrupt state takes refuge in a safe house with an evil past. History of evil.
0: A Shudder original. Michelle. A Shutter original. Yeah. You go first. Spoiler-free thoughts on history of evil.
1: Yeah. Okay. So history of evil. Uh, you guys just heard my whole saga about Meow Wolf, and I spent three hours being amazed and feeling like I was in a completely different dimension. It's all about multidimensional travel, so it felt like I was experiencing so many things, and it was kind of like, oh wow, this is—it's fantastic that humans can make this. And then I went back to my best friend's house and we watched History of Evil. And I don't know if it's because there was a comparison there of, wow, I just saw some of the greatest stuff that humans have ever made. And then I watched History of Evil that it just didn't do anything for me or if the movie itself just did not do anything for me. Who knows? Maybe if I had done it in reverse order and watched History of Evil first and then I went to Meow Wolf, I'd be like, oh, Meow Wolf is kind of lame in comparison to the movie I I watched for Shudder today. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it didn't do anything for me. I don't really have a lot to say about it because I... I did not enjoy it. As we say on this podcast, we don't like to say it's bad because it's not completely bad. It's not made by bad people, as far as I know. Uh, Cinematography is fine. Like, it's all just fine. It just didn't do anything for me. Everything's opinions. Yeah, everything's opinions. I will give it a, oh, I'm so sorry, a 1.5.
0: 1.5 skulls for History of Evil from Michelle. Uh, My spoiler-free thoughts, honestly might be, uh, in a weird way, a little bit more lengthy and involved than my my spoiler thoughts because there are a couple of things that I can talk about here uh, that are completely non-spoilery but tell you a lot about this. First of all, uh, the one thing I do want to say is uh, I really appreciate what this movie wanted to be. I really appreciate what this movie intended to be. And probably my favorite thing about this movie is if you go to Shudder right now, a day into its release, and read through some of the other posted reviews of this film from some other Shudder users, uh, this movie is just infuriating some real fucking thinly veiled MAGA troll pieces of shit. They're screaming about it as leftist propaganda and i love that that's fantastic because fuck you people have i have i said that i try not to be really political here but look listen to me if you have if you ever voted for donald trump or you intend to vote for donald trump please turn my podcast off i don't want you to listen to this show go away i had a whole experience tonight at my trivia game with a guy wearing a donald trump hat who I got uh, answer sheets to play the game, and he just started ranting at me about how Donald Trump has all the answers to everything. And then his team got zero questions correct in the first round, and they dropped out of the game. And I'm just in a fucking mood, because it fired me up, and I feel real good. I love that this movie is irritating those people. However, I do agree with you. The movie is better in what it wanted to be, what it was trying to be, uh, than what it actually is. What this movie is to me... And I could be completely wrong. I don't know. But this is a textbook case of something we've talked about before where it feels like somebody had two different movie ideas and then smashed them together to make one movie. And none of it worked uh, because it felt like this movie was playing two masters at the same time. And I'll go into some more detail about that in the spoiler section. Uh, but yeah, this movie... Uh, is is not as good as i wanted it that's not how i want to say this this movie is i i didn't enjoy this movie as much as i would like to it didn't work for me but i appreciate what it wanted to be and i love that it's pissing people off uh i uh, obviously i can't score it entirely based on just how much it irritates idiots but uh, uh i i think maybe i enjoyed it a little bit more than you did i'm gonna go two skulls on this one okay 1.75 for History of Evil. Also, quick side note, please. Reprogram your thoughts. Stop saying things are bad and good. You see what I just did there? I accidentally said I didn't think it was very good, and I immediately corrected myself. It's going to make you a much happier person in your life. And and then you're going to get to yell about Trump on your podcast, and you won't feel bad about it. Anyway... I
1: would say something, but we won't go there. Please say
0: something, please.
1: (laughs) No, I was just going to say, like, uh, so you don't like to use the words bad and good when describing something. Try telling me that Trump is not for you.
0: Oh, well, that's that's uh, that. I know that that, we're not talking about uh, a piece of art that uh, we're talking about a piece of shit is what we're talking about. Oh, smart. Yeah, I know. I'm so clever anyway.
1: Yeah. Okay. well. History of Evil. Should we get into the spoiler-free section?
0: We are in the spoiler-free section, Michelle. I mean the spoiler <laughs>
1: section. Yes, the we should. Heavy, the spoiler heavy. spoiler expensive. This
0: is going to be real fun here, guys. And just peek behind the curtain because uh, it's funny to me, and I don't mean to shame or embarrass her, but we always do this bit where what we do now is Michelle <laughs> summarizes the plot of the film. And right before we went to record, Michelle says this to me. She says... So remind me how this movie ends, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> well, I, I just like, yeah. I I, I probably because you watched it early this morning, right?
1: Well, earlier today. Earlier yeah, today,
0: I promise you. Like, I literally finished the movie five minutes before we sat down to record, and I imagine when I wake up in the morning, I will have forgotten most of this movie as well. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't mean that as a slight, it just didn't register. But anyway, Michelle, please, for uh, for mm-hmm. Jenna and her whole crew, uh, wherever the they may be, please, the <laughs> please just uh, go ahead and summarize the plot for us.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so History of Evil. First thing I have to say, I'm very bad at remembering character names, so I usually go to the IMDb page and peruse uh, the cast for the main two leads. Don't have character names listed on their IMDb page. It is just Paul Wesley the actor it's and Jackie. Cruz, Allegra
0: the and Ron.
1: Okay, well, thank you. Maybe somebody and the should child's tell name IMDb. is Daria, and the, yet, well, like, maybe Danny... somebody
0: should pay attention to the movie.
1: Yeah, but everybody else has a name listed. <laughs> I know. The I know, two I know. main people do not. It's bizarre. Let me find that bizarre. <laughs> uh, so the two people whose names you mentioned, I've forgotten. Ron, okay, it's and, Ron Allegra. and Allegra, and and Daria. Uh, which I love her show. I'm so glad that she was an angsty teen. Um, this must be the prequel to Daria, the TV show that I loved. Anyways, stupid joke. Uh, they are on the run because Allegra broke out of prison and now there's some bad guys uh, and they don't like people, I guess, citizens. And Allegra is part of the resistance and they go to a house to hide out until that they can make their escape. And then uh, there's that whole story Um, where the resistance is hiding out and they're trying to like revolt against what is happening. But then there's a second story where Ron is hallucinating a member of the KKK um, or seeing a ghost or something. And there's that whole thing. And uh, the first time he sees this ghost or hallucination, um, the guy just walks up to him wearing his underwear and has black stuff on his face. And then he just like takes his lips and rubs the black stuff from his face onto Ron's face. And then it just cuts to the next day or at least further in time it is very strange um i truly think i would have enjoyed this movie more if it focused on the resistance instead of anything involving this ghost slash hallucination but that whole thing's happening it's not even super interesting it's very subtle and i don't know but then ron i guess he likes the kkk now but then he's like gonna kill his wife but then he kills himself instead and then the bad guys show up and they're fighting with everybody. And this is what I need a JD to remind me of. And that is that the uh, the ghost's wife and daughter show up and kill the bad guys. Son. And then, yeah, son uh, show up and kill the bad guys. And then um, Allegra and Daria get away.
0: Yeah. And, and, and again, to be fair, I would probably only remember... I only remember those details because I just finished watching the movie. Um, so, again, to me, this movie... Like, the biggest thing about it is it feels like two different movies slammed together, right? Like, because you have the whole thing with, like... It's in the future, and America is now a fascist state controlled by the J6 committee or whatever. Uh, The idea being, uh, ultimately what it boils down to is this is an alternate history where the January 6 insurgents succeeded in taking over the government, and now America is a fascist theocracy, uh, and people are being uh, hunted down, and there's... Suggest Like they refer to non-white people who are on the side of white people as converts, this whole sort of racism as religion, as th- it's. And so there there's that story. Right. And you have Allegra, who's like some kind of figurehead in the resistance uh, it, side note. The Resistance, really, like that's the name we came up with here. I was a little let down by the level of creativity there. That really stuck out like a sore thumb. And they keep saying it over and over. The Resistance, The Resistance, La Resistance. Now I'm thinking about South Park, and that's not good. But, uh, um, so you have that. But then once they get to the safe house, it feels like it's, like it now becomes a movie about uh toxic masculinity and about a man who it's like what if the shining but the bartender was a klansman
1: i also thought it was right like the shining yeah. but just not in a way i enjoyed as much as the shining. right so i think there the, wasn't enough batshit stuff going they, on for me they, to be uh, like oh it's good yeah like that. they they, they, they like, so you got this comparison. family
0: you got the dude and his wife and their child and their friend and they're all in this isolated location and there, now we start this whole movie where there's this, maybe like Michelle said, maybe it's a ghost, maybe dude is just hallucinating because of an overall kind of evil presence here. Uh, and then we find, you know, they find a clan mask in the basement and then they find more clan stuff and turns. And then what's weird about that is this guy who is supposed to be a clansman is like none of what he, like it's all very subtle, I guess, because... Like, it feels like the racial elements of that only exist because, like, they don't really drive that side of it home, right? He He's not like, oh, your wife is not of your heritage, your child is a mixed-race child. That's not the kind of stuff Kane is presenting, which is what you would expect a Klansman to be presenting. What he's presenting is, you you you've had your balls cut off, you know, you lost your manhood, you're just, you know, you're just uh just push over you need to reclaim your authority you know fucking you know get your dick hard again or whatever it's so fucking dumb uh kind of masculine present, which is the whole idea behind that Kane character right it was just weird to me that it was and so that's again why I say it feels like somebody had this movie about toxic masculinity that was kind of a play on The Shining, and then they had this other idea for this movie about, like, a future fascist America state, and somehow they just decided, we're going to squeeze these two together and turn them into one movie, and it just felt very inconsistent. It felt like there were a lot of elements that were touched on that just were just loose ends. Like you mentioned, when we first see Kane. He's just, like, that's a creepy-ass sequence, right? Like, there are early hints in this movie that this is going to be fucking kind of... And he's just yeah. quietly walking up from the background, and then he's got mm-hmm. that gross stuff on his face that we saw in the freezer or whatever when they first come into the house. They never tell us anything about that black stuff. It literally appears just those two times. And all that then happens in that scene is he wipes... The ghost guy wipes it off his mouth, puts it on the other dude's mouth, and the music slowly gets louder and louder and louder, and then it's just Uh, And then we never talk about that black stuff again. It shows up later. Dude's like laying on the sleeping on the couch and he's like drooling black stuff on his face. Uh, but they we never get anything. They never tell us anything about the weird black ribbons hanging in the tree, right? Like, we obviously see that that's supposed to be some kind of hanging tree, uh, but they never tell us anything. Like, are those supposed to just represent people hung from that tree? Is this maybe something about hanging trees in the KKK that I don't know? Is that, like, each one of those ribbons supposed to be somebody that was murdered on this tree? If that's what it is... I don't know cuz they didn't tell me anything. Right? So I just it, it feels like there was so much left out here and I have to believe that might be because they they tried to wedge these two completely different stories. Like the first story isn't even a horror movie, it's just like a like a in, like an action thriller. You know, the bookend story with the 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 government and the military, the paramilitary groups and all that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it was just, it was very disjointed. Uh, again, I, I love everything it was trying to say. I understand what its ambitions were, uh, but it just fell flat.
1: Like you said, there's a lot of stuff in the beginning that is really cool. Yeah. Um, The little girl guessing uh what fingers her mom are, is holding. Fingers her mom are holding up?
0: How many fingers hand. is her mom holding up? Yeah, just... The, verb, the anyway, verb comes off many, I, not off fingers. I, okay.
1: Well, how many
0: is, well, it feels weird.
1: Anyway, English language. I got into a, a discussion about <laughs> the five dis- different pronunciations of the letter A earlier. So apparently oh, this Lord. is my day. Um, so uh, the little girl trying to guess how many fingers her mother is holding up. Uh, and she's getting it right. And she says it's because of the little boy behind her. That's a nice little creepy thing. Right. And the then they do damage? the thing,
0: they just mm-hmm. to spin off of that, they do the thing yeah. where right after they find the KKK mask in the basement... Uh, They do that thing where the like creepy kid, and it turns out it's just Daria wearing the mask, but like, a creepy kid mm-hmm. in the KKK mask just shows up behind her and then runs away. And then we eventually see the girl, but she doesn't have the mask on anymore. I was totally expecting this, why were you running around in the mask? And she's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And it just, yeah. no, nope, it was just her and they never do, like, eventually we get back to, but it's not, like, it's not a little boy, right? Like, they make it seem in that scene like it's a little boy, and it's, like, this teenage, like, 18, 19-year-old dude. Uh, but, yeah, it just, it just, go ahead.
1: No, it's okay. Uh, also, the image of that's used as, like, the promotional image on IMDb and Shudder, oh, man, I knew nothing about this movie, and I was so drawn in by that, and yet i know what it what that image is from from this movie they plastic plays a a big part of it it's very crinkly and spooky and has voices coming from it sometimes um so i get like what it's from but this image is such a different movie the moment it, we got, yeah
0: yeah so there is a moment in this movie where we see actually two different moments where you see somebody being suffocated with a giant plastic bag, just mm-hmm. like you see in the image uh, on the website. But you're absolutely right. like w- the, the atmosphere and the idea that that image presented to me, not remotely what this movie is, is, is actually presenting. I feel like the marketing didn't do this movie any justice at all. Even, like, okay, so I get how it's horror adjacent if we're just talking about the stuff with the clan ghost, right? And that whole thing, but there's, even that is very, this has got to be one of the furthest away from horror movies I've ever seen on Shudder, right? There happens to be a ghost and the dude tries to kill his family. But, like, it's very it's very non-horror-thrillery type stuff to me. And not that there's yeah. a problem with that, but, uh, yeah, it just... What I yeah. really wanted was I really would have loved more of just that story about these people in the house and Kane the Klansman and and what's going on. It's weird to me that they're, they're living in this safe house and there's that weird... Cellar out in the yard, and I get that the you know Ron and Allegra and Daria don't want to leave the house, but at no point does T go out there to see what's in the shed, or in the in the cellar. Nobody goes to check it out. They let those dudes go down there by themselves. I thought they were going to go down there, and then they were just all going to start screaming, and he's going to go down there, and they're going to be slaughtered bad guys down there. Now they got more bad guys coming because they got to try and explain why the other bad guys didn't come home. I had a lot of plots in my head where I thought this movie was going, and you know how many of them it went to? None.
1: Well, that's good. It was unexpected. I like a movie that can keep me guessing. <laughs> See, that's something good about it. Good no, job, movie. Yeah, you like that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it just um uh it, it felt like two movies, and I would have liked it to have been just one movie, or I would have liked it to have been two movies, but not at the same time.
1: Yeah, I would have been fine with either movie. Um, I do not like the two different movies that we got. Um, I mean, I could have, I would have been fine with a slow burn about people hiding out from some people who are their opposition and trying to sneak out of the country. I've seen that many times in a lot of different movies and I enjoyed it. And, uh, I wouldn't have minded that even if it was like a slow thriller thing. And then a dude hallucinating a KKK guy, that sounds terrifying in theory um but it yeah, doesn't and- scare me outside of those first initial shots and then the one shot where he just uh they cut and he's just standing there talking to him or not even talking just standing in a room by himself mm-hmm. and kane is nowhere to be seen there's little hints of stuff that is like oh i wish i yeah. wish it scared me with this
0: like there's uh so much stuff e- even right at the end that it it all happens so abruptly right like there's like we have the the hint that the little girl is seeing the ghost of the dead son. But at no and we we see the ghost of the of the dead mother at one point cuz Ron sees it. But at no point whatsoever is it ever presented other than just like things these people have seen as evidence of weirdness in the house. It's never like a ghost-seeking revenge. Uh, like When they just come back and help kill the bad guys at the end, it's just so out of left field. There's nothing uh, that set that up, and and it feels like there probably was something there, but it got trimmed out to make room for this other stuff. Uh, I I really wish I would have just gotten the story of this house, and these people in this house, and what happened in that house. And and if it had just ended with like, like that moment when they're walking out, and look, again, I appreciate what the movie is aspiring to be, and I agree with the movie on all of its politics and ethics, but part of that two different movies thing is she has that monologue at the end where she like patches into the... The, the public uh, emergency radio system or whatever. And it's just so completely out of tone and feeling with the rest of the movie. There's this great ghost story about fr- toxic, fragile masculinity uh, and the like the dominance of, of that and how it destroys or tries to destroy families and then everything just gets turned around suddenly and we're forced to now think about the bigger sort of you know you even see the flyer where it reveals that these guys are the the J6 people so this is that's where you find out this is supposed to be kind of a uh of more of a a specific uh fascist america than just a generalized fascist america right and it just i don't know um I appreciate what it tried to do, but it didn't work for me. I wish I had just gotten that ghost story. Uh, that's about all I have to say.
1: So at Meow Wolf today. Uh huh. Um, I saw I saw so many things that I think I'm gonna change my cell phone background for the first time in three years. Oh, cool. So that's all I have to say about things that awesome. happened today or things I saw. <laughs> you don't have anything else to add to this movie. <laughs> Yeah. I just it wasn't bad like we say and I will I I know you are very opposed to good and bad I will sometimes say thing is bad I I am fine with it sometimes I'm like you Seem like a bad person who made a bad thing. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah. Like this, it's just, it's it's forgettable, unfortunately. There's nothing it really does wrong aside from trying to be two completely different ideas, neither of which is interesting enough to get me involved in both simultaneously. I should be
0: clear that my, uh, my avoidance of good or bad and my, my preaching of avoidance of good or bad is strictly... Uh, in, in relation to matters of very obvious opinion, uh, and I don't care who you are, uh, whether or not Donald Trump is a good person is not a matter of fucking opinion. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know how I got so. back on. I'm just, look. I'm gonna be on Donald Trump for a while now tonight because this fucking guy, he's wearing a goddamn camouflage, Larry the Cable Guy, Trump 2024 hat fucking takes it off his head, starts showing it to me, also goddamn proud of it. And I'm in public doing a job, so I got to try and maintain my goddamn composure. I'm going to be riding that wave for a while.
1: Yesterday, I went to the Mile High Comic Warehouse and Done. Oh, no
0: shit? I've never been there. Oh. It's fucking huge, right?
1: Yes, another thing that exceeded my expectations. Um, So I bought a first edition out of print uh teenage mutant ninja turtles movie poster nice. uh, for a hundred dollars like from the first movie and i am still debating if i'm going back and buying the first edition alien poster for 300 nice
0: oh three they bills. also
1: had i know they also had uh the blair witch project nice. for 150. And it's the one that's like, have you seen these people? They're missing. And it's not like a Blair Witch poster. Right. It's a movie poster size and shape and design. But it's a picture of all three of them. And it says missing Mm Then information. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. it's $150. And I might go back and get one of those. That's nice. No,
0: Michelle, I've been, I have been, well, I don't get it anymore. But I got my first Mile High Comics monthly catalog in like 1994. And even then, <laughs> even then the cat like they would say it was like a newsprint catalog and it was like 40 or 50 pages long, you know, double-sided pages. So and I guess even at that time what they had listed in the catalog was only like half of their inventory. It's I've seen insane. pictures of the thing. It's uh if memory serves it's certified as like the single largest collection of comic books in America. It's So much more interesting than talking about this movie anymore. Please tell me more about Mile High Comics.
1: Yeah, gladly. Uh, Here's the thing that I didn't know before I went there. And apparently it's well-known, but I I made a list. I have a very long list of now that I'm traveling more. Like if I go to an area, here's the list of things I've seen in the past that I want to do when I get there. So Denver, I had a pretty comprehensive list already, including this place. So I didn't remember much about it. But apparently they have a warehouse cat. Her name is Cambridge. I got to meet her she does not want to be pet there was a guy who tried to pet her and she did the cat thing where she got really low to the ground didn't make eye contact and just slinked by anyway and she sits at a table by the front door to greet people but refuses to be pet and she's just a pretty lady and I love her so that was at the comic book store that's dope the comic book warehouse that's and it was dope. pretty great um, they had uh, oh I will have to send you some pictures because that's where I sent you the picture of I think it was Jason oh nice uh, yeah signed by the initial cast that I was at the Michelle
0: had the, that was at Mile High Comics.
1: Yeah, that was guys. At Mile she High
0: sent Comics. me this. I'm gonna put it up on the on on the Facebook and the Instagrams uh, when I get off here, so Michelle doesn't have to worry about it. She sent me a picture of this rad fucking Friday the Thirteenth thing that's signed by what is it? Twelve different actors who have all played Jason. Uh-huh. Like it's basically everybody who's ever been Jason Voorhees. All of their autographs on this awesome thing. It's like a thousand dollars. And I almost was like, hey, could you, you got knew, enough spare cash like, to huh? pick that up and I'll I'll pay you when you get home? <laughs> I can't afford $1,000. That's an no emergency fucking credit card way. thing. That's- uh, I'll,
1: have to, I'll have to send you some of the comics they have right at the front when you walk in that are $250,000. <laughs> First edition of The Flash. Oh, First God. edition of Spider-Man. First edition of all this stuff. Uh, my magnum opus. On behalf of my husband, as I am looking for the first edition of the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. Oh, of course you uh, are. T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book. Um, they did have one of the figurines that he was missing, which is, I believe, oh, it was either Raph or Michelangelo, and he is the Invisible Man, and it's one of his favorite figures. He's been looking for it forever, and it was a thousand dollars, and uh, I was really trying to tell him we we have money we can buy this figurine for a thousand dollars. And I was on the phone with him for a while while he debated it and then made an adult decision not to do it. <laughs> um, but that's very <laughs> upsetting because he's been looking everywhere for that. And I was like, you're going to have to get one that's slightly damaged, I guess. Because <laughs> Yeah. yeah uh, that place is so cool. So for- if you're in Denver, check out Meow Wolf and uh, the My High comic warehouse and uh, see Cambridge, the comic book cat. She is beautiful and I love her
0: for for what it's worth michelle uh right now uh on google you can get uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles number 1 mirage comics 1985 graded 9.0 in a sealed case $1300
1: yep and if i come across that but see half the fun is finding it well, and see, the here's thing.
0: the here's the okay. This has got to be maybe this is a replica, and here's why I mention it. I don't know. There's no way this is only thirteen hundred dollars because then I scroll down. Here's one that's sixteen thousand. Here's one that's twenty thousand. Here's one that's a yep. seven 0, and instead of trying to sell it for five thousand dollars. Yep. Yeah. Here's a six point five at fifteen hundred. A nine point eight forty thousand dollars. We're boring the hell out of people. Say good night, Michelle. Good <laughs> For more horror content, visit wewatchshutter where you'll find our world famous, patent pending, ghoul blog and squelch files, as well as a schedule of upcoming episodes. Find us on social media at wewatchshutter on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and I guess Twitter if you're still doing that for whatever reason. You can email us. Mail at WeWatchShudder.com is the address. Mail at WeWatchShudder.com. You can even call and leave us a voicemail. 701-566-9510. No, really. Give it a shot. See what happens. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media.